All right. Wow. So good to be here. Really good to be here. Hi, everybody. How many of you remember? How many of you were here when when we were here? A good number. Okay. So if you don't know me, my name's Andrew. It was my uh, one of the great honors of my life to to uh, be the team leading pastor at this church from two thousand. Uh, 2000, well, we came in 2000 and left in 2011, so it's been about a decade. That's Ruth. And, uh, you know what? She still takes my breath away. She is, uh, we've been married for 22 years, I think. Something like that, yeah. 2021, was it 22, Greg? Yeah. Um, he was there. And um, so she unfortunately can't be here this morning. She has responsibilities at Gateway Church in Winnipeg. She's going to come out as soon as she can. And maybe we'll just have to come back and um, hang out with everybody again. Okay, and then... Oh, it's not working. Okay, I'm going to ask if uh, you guys... Could, is there a secret? It should be working now? So, oh yeah... Right. So, uh, Ruth, that's me, Simeon, Chloe, Ezra, and they're also live here in person. Hey, guys, stand up and give a big wave. <laughs> Come on, Ezra, you can do better than that. Give a... <laughs> I think having teenagers is, is super fun. We are absolutely loving it. And um, these guys are 100% fun most of the time. We, we have a great, um, really, really thankful for them. Let's look at some Bible together. Do you want to do that? Let's do it. Okay. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 15. Here we go. You ready? See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. That's a nice verse. <laughs> Oh boy, we're going to dig into this this morning, and I hope it's encouraging. The first thing I notice about this is that nobody, I don't know if I need to point this thing or what the deal is here. It worked a minute ago. Tim, can I get you to give me a hand here? I, the first thing I notice is that, look at this, no one is off the hook. There is no wiggle room in this verse. Okay, see that no one. No one, so ever, no one's exempt from this. See that? No one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and, and to everyone. This sentence is jam-packed with, with extra, you know, extra good stuff. You cannot get away from this. This is not a verse for some people or for other people. There are some verses that say, you know, husbands do this. Um, you know, children do that, uh, governors do this. No, 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 this is not one of those. This is an everybody verse, okay? See to it that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always, not sometimes, always seek to do good to one another. That's, you know, the people in this room and to everybody. So the, the people outside of this room. And I just want to clarify for a second what, what I think this verse does not is not saying, okay? Number one, 
I don't think it's saying that um, we should not use the legal system. Okay, maybe some people would say, well, look, if I'm, if I'm never supposed to repay anyone evil for evil, then I should never like, get involved in court or anything like that. I don't think this verse is saying that. In fact, in Acts 22, Paul specifically recalls a legal right he has. They're about to flog him, and he says, wait a second, you know I'm a Roman citizen. There's due process for these things, right? And they say, oh, really? And they stop it. And so, so the Bible has examples of people using legal mechanisms for, for good things. This verse is not forbidding that. In fact, recently at the University of Manitoba, maybe you heard about this, uh, a student was expelled for... Uh, two uh, for three Facebook posts. Uh, two of them were about owning guns, uh, not illegal, and a third of the uh, the third one was sharing his pro-life views, also not illegal to hold those views. Uh, he was expelled. There were complaints that that made some people feel unsafe, and he was expelled from the University of Manitoba Medical College for these things. He appealed. Appeal was denied. A friend of mine. Uh, represented him in court. They took the university to court and um, said, look, this is a violation of charter rights. There were also procedural issues with how it was all done. This week, um, you know, a few days ago, the ruling came out. Uh, he won. He is, um, there's a technicality. He has, he has to be readmitted at the university level. But the judge said the university was out of line to do that, there was a violation of his charter rights. There was bias in how it happened. So we are called to use the court system appropriately. A number of years ago, a friend of mine slipped outside a, a hotel and uh, actually injured herself quite seriously. Uh, she couldn't really walk very easily. She couldn't clean her house. And um, it was it was not a good thing. They they spoke to a lawyer and said, like, do we have any recourse? The lawyer said, well, sure. And uh, they took the hotel to court. The hotel didn't even fight it. They said, we, we acknowledge um, it was not a blizzard day or anything like that. The step just hadn't been cleaned. We're wrong, and we don't want this person to suffer. So they got, they got a, a small amount of money to cover things like time off work and some medical things and house cleaning for a number of months. And, and so it's not wrong for Christians to engage the court system in appropriate ways. You can definitely overdo it, and you can definitely underdo it too. I don't think this, this verse is saying we should passively accept injustice. Um, I think that we should, we should uh, engage, we should help people, we should stand up for people. You know, a, a newcomer recently uh, came to my office, somebody new to Canada... Um, I'm, I'm an MLA in Winnipeg, by the way. I serve in the Manitoba legislature right now. And so people come to my office all the time with all kinds of problems. And a newcomer came into my office and told me that a... Um, I need to not identify the situation. That a, an organization that she was interacting with had, had given her a penalty because of something that was totally out of her control. And she just said, is this right? So I made a phone call to a lawyer friend of mine. I said, this doesn't feel right to me. He said, let me call the organization. He called and suddenly the penalty vanished into thin air. And I thought that was so interesting. You know, we need to uh, stand up for people who are going to be taken advantage of. And sometimes it's just a phone call. Sometimes 
It's just uh, taking a little bit of initiative. Okay, so having established what this does not mean, I want to talk about what, what I think this verse does mean. And you know, payback has a lot of different faces, right? Payback has a lot of different names, like, like getting even. Anybody here like to get even? Okay, wrong. I guess I'm in the wrong church. Um, defending yourself. Anyone here like to defend themselves? Okay, even in Steinbach, there's four people here. They're like, we all like to defend ourselves. Come on. We all like to do it. I do. I love, I love it. What about uh, revenge? Anyone like revenge? Who likes taking revenge? Come on, you guys. You all like, you bunch of, come on. You all like taking revenge. Everyone likes taking revenge. Face it, it's true. Payback is our instinct. What about this? Needing to be right. Who here needs to be right? Okay, who here is sitting next to someone who needs to be right? Oh, now all the hands go up. Okay, um, what about this? Refusing to apologize. How many of you prefer not to apologize? I do not like apologizing. Come on. Everyone here loves to apologize. Boy, Rob has taken this church like way into the future. I mean, you guys are like, things improved since, since Ruth and I left. I mean, no surprise there, but... Um, Refuse. Okay. How's this one? Withholding forgiveness. This is real stuff. Because I can promise you this. People are going to hurt you. And you're going to hurt people. Holding grudges. Remembering and reminding yourself of what that person did. We have an instinct for payback. That is so deeply ingrained. And that's why this verse and others like it exist. So, Paul is saying, see to it. See to it that none of you get into this stuff. See to it. I remember my mom telling me when I would go away in like junior high, see to it, Andrew, that you brush your teeth every day. See to it that you don't wear your favorite t-shirt for the whole week of camp. See to it, see to it, see to it. I'm not the only junior high boy who ever needed that advice. Advice. But you know what Paul is saying is, see to it that you, in fact, the, the original language, Rob's not here to correct me uh, right now, is very strong. Watch out. This is a big deal. Like, don't ignore this, okay? This is important stuff. See to it. There's urgency. How do, we, how do we do this? Have you ever encountered a, a one-upper? Do you know what one-upping is? Like, one-upping is when you're, te- you're talking about something and then the other person has the same story, only worse than your story. So if you got the flu for like um, three days, a one-upper got it for four days and worse. Uh, have you ever encountered these people? Uh, if, you, if something bad happened to you, like, it was always worse for them. And, and really, they, they're belittling you. They're, they're, it's, it's a weird kind of payback. There's also put-downers. I know a guy who, who, like, everything, especially involving fitness, like, oh, I, w- I went for a run this morning. It was half an hour. It was great. Only half an hour? I'm like, uh, what do you say to that? Uh, you know, you're lifting something. You're lifting a bed or something up the stairs, and someone says, oh, this is a heavy bed. So light, so so light. 
So there's people who want up. There's people who put down. Payback is a sneaky thing. It's got lots of faces. Family. Oh, family. Families can do this too. So kids are stacking the dishwasher and one person has to put in eight cups and the other person has to put in nine plates. This is purely hypothetical. Never experienced anything like this in my entire life. Nine plate. Now, now that is, that is like a, the worst thing ever. That's so unjust. Nine plates and only eight cups. Like, dad, you're failing as a parent. You know, payback has got all these different things that happens. Work, workplace. There's nice chairs at work and there's not so nice chairs at work. And you want to make sure you get the nice chair, right? Because last week, so-and-so had the nice chair. Or the new computer or the nice desk. or the. You know, we are so wired to, to advance our own interests. So I want to give you some reasons why I think this is a dangerous thing. And here's the first one. Three reasons why payback doesn't pay. Number one, payback ignores God. There's a great proverb and it says, don't say, I will repay evil. Wait for the Lord because he will deliver you. Now again, I'm not talking about a passivity in a wrong sense. Okay, I'm not talking about... But, but in everyday life, there's an impulse to... Get back at people. And we are really best letting God settle the final score. Gateway Church, as some of you know, is in the process of building. They're actually physically building right now. But before, of course, you you do all that, you've got to get planning permission. and They had to sell their existing property. and So there's all kinds of meetings you have to have and, and, and approvals you have to get. And as they're going through this, there was one individual um, who, was, who was on the government side who just felt like this person was against them. At every, they would ask ridiculous questions that were unreasonable that no other organization had been asked. They would, they would always say, well, maybe we need to check with these people. And There was always a reason why it couldn't go forward with this person. And in, it had dragged out for months. And, of course, when, when timelines are, are getting missed, there's often financial implications. And it was quite a frustration for, for Gateway. They didn't know what to do. And so they were, they were praying earnestly about it. Like, what do we do with this individual? It's like everything we do, we always get it wrong with them. Why are they always against us? We're not trying to break any rules. We're trying to do this right. But... Why does everything get pushed off? Anyway, there was one meeting where the opportunity came for everything to get settled and the thing could go forward. And this person was going to be there. And they knew, it, they just knew it was not going to go well. So they, they were prayerful about this. As the meeting was about to start, the police showed up, arrested that person and charged them with very serious crimes. They were removed from the meeting. The planning went forward and everything happened. You know, don't say, I will repay evil. Listen, God can settle scores way better. We need to cultivate this. You know, um, here's a second reason. Payback number two multiplies evil. Tim, I'm going to need your help again here. Sorry, this, this thing is intermittent. Payback multiplies evil. Let me read you some Proverbs. If anyone returns evil for good, evil will not depart from his house. Here's one. 
Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. That's from Romans. You know, when you hold on to pain, you only extend its life. Have you ever met an older person? It doesn't even, you don't even have to be really old to, to, for this to happen, but we've all met people, haven't we? They're just bitter people. And you know, no one starts off wanting to be a bitter person. But I think this is, and by the way, we're all headed there unless we take steps to go in the other direction. You'll have plenty of reasons to be bitter. Um, Lots of them. I mean, ton, I mean, every day. If, in fact, if you want to, and some people do, unfortunately, you can, you can collect another thing to get bitter about, like pretty much all the time. And, you know, there's just, it's a dead end. You know what happens when you, you start doing that? You multiply, like nobody wins. I remember one time a lady came to my office, an activist came to my office, very angry, very upset with something that she perceived was wrong. She was really um, not a happy person. And so I welcomed her in, and there was another person with her, and, and we sat down, and I, I decided ahead of time, I was just going to listen. I was going to make sure that she did most of the talking. So here, and out it all came. She just, just you know, for 45 minutes or so, and um, I tried to find points of, of empathy or something I could uh, agree or I could say things that would hopefully build a bridge. And, and at the end, as I was doing this, suddenly the most unexpected thing happened. She broke down into tears, in floods of tears, and started to cry. She said, I, I can tell you're not a bad person. and I don't, I don't know why I'm so like... And anyway, at the end, she gave me a big hug and she was crying <laughs> And uh, sent her on her way. I don't think she changed her mind about stuff. But I realized something. I wanted to fight fire with fire. I mean, I wanted to. I had all the talking points. I had all the all the data. But you know, that was not going to win the day. What won the day was just me trying not to multiply evil. Like I could have. I could have made that so much worse. Wouldn't have worked. A gracious answer turns away wrath. That's one of the Proverbs as well. Don't be overcome by evil. Overcome evil with good. Here's another, here's another reason why payback, oh, that's the wrong one, is not a good idea. Payback assumes you're right. Now, we all do this. We all assume we're right. Of course we assume we're right. problem is that actually we're not always right. I remember one time one of our kids gave me a look because I made them wear an... Okay, this is, I, this is terrible. I made them wear an actual winter jacket and in minus 30. Can I tell you how I felt about that? Fine. I felt fine about it because it's not wrong to do that. Now, I was in trouble... For making them wear a winter jacket. But here's the thing. And, and they, are, they were sure that they were right. But you know what? I know they're not right. But here's the thing. Payback assumes that you're right. And with time, you might change your mind. 
And you're ready to, to lay into someone. You're ready to, you know, like go on Facebook and just, just you know, unload a, a thousand word essay about how you're right and the other person's wrong. And here's the thing. You actually might not be right. So, <laughs> I remember one time I was working in a school. I asked the principal for time off and he denied me time off. And I was furious. Like, I was like, what? How can you do that? Like, I'm 19 years old. I mean, what are you doing, principal? Like, I need this time off. He's like, no, you, you, don't, you don't need the time off. I'm not giving it to you. Well, I was, I was mad at this guy for like a long time. Maybe 15 years or so. <laughs> and then I became a school principal. And then people started asking me for time off. I'm like, no, you're not getting time off. No, 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 no. You can't do that. And then I realized, wait a minute. Hey, hang on a second. I was that guy. I, I was a jerk. I was wrong. I was ready to, I mean, I wasn't actually ready to strangle him. But in my heart, I was really, really upset. And you know, it took me 15 years to realize how wrong I was. And here's the thing. We need a little humility. You know, one of the challenges of our culture... We are such a divided culture. And my concern is that division gets into churches and, and then we're done. We're in big trouble. I think humility is something that we could all use a big dose of here. But always, so let's move on to this next. <laughs> but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Now, this word seek is really interesting. It can actually mean hunt. It can mean look for ways to do good to people. Like, don't be passive. Like, you're supposed to do something here. You know that person you're, you're irritated by? Maybe some of you are like, yeah, he's standing on the stage in front of me right now. <laughs> he's a... the, this verse is saying, seek, give thought... There's another verse in Romans that says we should give thought about how to do good to people. Boy, that is challenging. Always seek to do good to, to everyone. Seek, look for, hunt, find a way. This is very challenging. And I want to give you a suggestion about how we can do this. Some of you know this book. It's a very famous book. It's called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. I'm not going to... I'm going to summarize the book in, in 30 seconds, but you can read it if you want to. He said this, everybody gives and receives love in, in a variety of ways, and he thinks there are five ways, and, and I think there's something to this. It's not... I'm not saying I agree with everything he ever wrote, but I like his big idea. He said there's words, there's time, there's actions, there's gifts, there's touch... And he said, typically we tend to give in the ways that we receive. So if you're a words person, you're likely to, to give words. Because for you, that's meaningful. But if you're giving words to an actions person, it's, it's going to miss. And, and so this, this is, works wonders in marriages, by the way. If you can figure out how your, how your spouse receives affection, then you just have to tune in, lock into that one. And suddenly, uh, all kinds of good things can happen. So... Apply this to this verse. 
How can I seek ways to do good to people who irritate me? People who bother me. People who I find I'm on the, uh, the wrong side. Are there words that I can say? Is there some way I can give them time or actions or gifts or touch? I just leave that as a possible point of application. So let's bring this into land here. Because, of course, Jesus is our example. Think about the night he was betrayed. He washed the feet of his betrayer. He shared a meal with his betrayer. And in fact, there was a custom where you would give like the first piece of bread to someone as a way of honoring them and, and offering them your friendship. And he did that to the person who betrayed him. That same night, the betrayer brought a mob to arrest Jesus. Jesus called this guy friend. What? Later, a fight broke out. And someone's ear got cut off because everyone carried swords then. And Jesus healed that person's ear, knowing full well that they were going to take his life. And even as soldiers crucified him, Jesus prayed, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Everyone who thought they'd won that night lost. Even as Jesus died, he offered grace to the whole world. He offered forgiveness to the whole world. And you know, who are we to withhold it from each other? Who are we to drag stuff up? Who are we? So I land with this thought. Who has wronged you? Who has hurt you? Who has offended or upset you? Who has slandered you? Some of you have names going through your mind right now. Maybe one, maybe lots. How can you seek out a way to do good to them? Who do you find difficult? Who irritates you? Who persecutes you? How can you find a way to do good to them? How do these things play out in our closest relationships? You know, this stuff might be between family members, between wives and husbands. How can we learn to apply this? Can you imagine if we actually became people like this? That would be incredible. Always looking for ways to do good. Well, may the Lord help us. Do not repay evil with evil, but overcome evil with good, it says in Romans. Or as this verse says, let me just go back to the very beginning. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. I don't know about you, this really sobers me. It really challenges me. And I want to run and hide from it. But the Bible doesn't give me that option. And I have to let it stare me in the face and make me feel uncomfortable. And then I have to think and, and work it out. May God help us to do that. And uh, maybe I can pray for you and then I'll hand over to... to uh, 
the band, and, and I'll let the others take it from here. Father God, we confess our tendency to get irritated, to want revenge. Lord, we want to get even. We are so quick to uh, snap back at people. We are so quick to to say things which are inappropriate or we just want to mouth off on social media. We are so clever at just uh, lambasting people. And I think so much of that is just not your spirit. And I ask that you would help us to take these words and to take them with us, to put them to use, Lord. Forgive us and help us to be people of grace who find ways to be a blessing to everyone. Not just the easy people, but the hard people. Would you apply these words to us and help us to live them out this week? I pray these things in Christ's name. And Lord, bless this church in this next season. What a strange time we've all come through. I pray your grace would rest on this church and good things would happen in the coming years. In Jesus' name, amen.